0: Once again, to the E-Bone Zone, I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 182nd time on this Friday, May 29th, 2020. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I now pronounce you, man, and what? And there's the fade. Dating is a strange thing. A double-edged sword, as I've come to find out. There's good times, bad times, and there's even times you have no idea what's even happening. That third option's where we land this week. We usually think about dating as a boy-girl kind of thing, but it's gotten a little off the wall in the past few years. And what I mean by that is apparently now it's normal to date objects. Hold on. You mean like flower pots and chairs, stuff like that. How does that even work? Well, but To be honest with you, I can't tell you. I'm not into that whole thing. But some people are, and it's just as weird as it sounds, trust me. This one woman in the UK says she's in a committed relationship with a, oh lord, here we go, a 92-year-old chandelier. I'm sure I speak for all of us listening when I say, ma'am, are you okay? Seriously, though, is there some sort of experience that just opens the floodgates for this type of situation? How do you realize that's what you like? (laughs) It gets even crazier. Hang on a second. It gets better. She was written about in a magazine. She was given an award. It was the Dagenham Award for being two steps past barking mad because she said she was married to the thing. This woman found out somehow and sued the magazine. Yeah, you heard me right. This woman wanted to take the magazine to court because apparently... No ring! There hasn't been a proposal yet, so we're just dating. Okay, I... I I think you're... you might be missing something here. It's a light fixture. I'm sorry, but you can't marry one of those. I'm not saying it like I'm a dad who's opposed to his daughter's motorcycle-obsessed boyfriend. I'm saying it because it's not physically possible. Do you get that? Have you even thought about that at all? Legit, just walk with me through this. The chandelier doesn't have a voice, so it can't ask for your hand in marriage. And it doesn't have legs, so even if it could ask, it couldn't get down on one knee okay let me okay i'll i'll humor you just for a second all right you talked me into it now let's say that it does happen that it is possible that this woman could marry her spider lamp how would she on the wedding night oh oh no i'm not even (laughs) i'm not even gonna think about that let's let's just talk about something else This week, I want to continue a tradition that's very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. This verse is discussing the Bible itself. Now, let's start out with the first part of this verse. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. What does this mean? We know that the Bible is a very, very potent thing, and we also know that in the context of the armor of God, it is called the sword of the Spirit. But also in this verse, it's referenced as sharper than any two-edged sword. So it's more powerful, it's more potent, it has more weight and more merit than any two-edged sword that Anyone could produce in a blacksmith shop. You think about it this way there is standard weaponry for a battle. You go out with a shield, you go out with your armor, you go out with your sword because you expect the other people to come at you with swords and shields and armor. It's the same way with Satan. He comes at you with thoughts of negativity and thoughts of how you've messed up in the past, your shortcomings, your failures. But I will tell you how exactly you can combat those thoughts, how exactly. You can combat the devil and those negative feelings that you're having. You can quote Scripture to those feelings. You can quote Scripture to those thoughts. You can quote Scripture to Satan, and he will flee from you. Because why? Well, the Bible is a very powerful thing because it is the undeniable, the infallible Word of God. And what does Satan do when he hears the Word of God? What does Satan do when he hears Scripture? He flees because he knows God is more powerful. That is the best thing we can do. We can pray and we can quote Scripture in those hard times of our life because the Bible is the most powerful weapon we have. So, now that we've learned how the Bible can defend you against Satan, how the Bible is a defender against the acts of the enemy, let's find out about this next part of the verse, particularly this last little section here, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We know that God ponders the heart. We know that God knows the heart. We know that God knows every thought going through your mind. And we also know, as we discussed earlier, the Word of God is infallible. We know that the Bible is inspired by God. The Bible couldn't have been written if God hadn't have been in it. If God did not inspire those people to put his words to paper. So, in the same way that God ponders the heart, the Bible can find inconsistencies. The Bible can find out sin. The Bible can convict you of things that you didn't know were in your life. Whether you've committed sins, whether you're lonely, whether you're sad, whether you're angry, it just has something about it that will convict you of that and make you realize it. And when you do realize it, that is the moment to bring it to the throne room of God in prayer and ask God to fix whatever it is, whether it's sin, whether it's loneliness, whether it's sadness, whether it's anger, like I said before, God can fix it and God can forgive you of anything that you've done wrong. All you have to do is go to him in prayer. Have you ever heard the saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say it at all? Well, now you have a chance to tell me whatever's on your mind. It's as easy as... One, two, three. Just pop open your email of choice and send your questions, comments, and feedback to ebonezonepodcast at yahoo.com. That's E-B-O-N-E, Zone, Podcast, at yahoo.com. You never know. What you send could be in the next episode. Fingers crossed working from home is huge right now. Why? Well, because most of us have to, and it can sometimes be disheartening, so some people have tried to spice it up a little bit. Backgrounds are a great way to do that. For most people, they aren't really welcome in some circles because they can glitch and they look unprofessional. I can see the complaints and why they exist, but think about it this way. If you were in that position, wouldn't you want to have a little fun? Now, if you're on a call with the CEO, I wouldn't suggest making yourself look like a potato or putting a bunch of cats with rainbows shooting from their paws in the background, but if you're on a call with that one coworker you've known for years, and at this point you're basically family, then yeah, sure, why not? But it goes even deeper than that. Schools are clamping down as well. Dress code. You know that old issue that everybody made too big of a deal out of where if your shorts were an inch too short or you wore a tank top, they'd send you home? Oh, come on, don't act like you've never heard of it. It's been around for years, probably even longer than I've been alive, so it's not a new thing. It's still happening. I can't speak to either of the situations that I mentioned because I was never dress-coded, but goodness, did you hear how strange that sounds? If you're hot in the spring and you take your jacket off, you've got a t-shirt underneath that maybe is a tad short on the sleeves, and you'd been working out for several months, the teacher's man. My goodness, they make you feel like junk. Like I said, it never happened to me, but I understand why people were heated. They say you can't wear pajamas on a call. All right, look, I know it's supposed to be an academic environment, I know that's what the school is supposed to be. But if you haven't noticed, we're in sort of another situation right now. Everybody's doing class from home, and I'm not going to pull any punches here. If I'm at my own house, You're not telling me that I can't be comfortable. That's just how it is. Their main argument is they say it distracts people, but I bet you 100% nobody's going to be staring at your Spider-Man slippers if you've got them on and in the frame for the entire class. Nobody's gonna be thinking, oh, oh my goodness, the, those those slippers. Oh now I can't remember. Oh my goodness, what problem are we on? The algebra. I, I can't remember it. Everything I knew just it's gone now. Those slippers are driving me insane. Because that's just not how things work. That's not how people are, dude. I appreciate you hanging out with me and taking time out of your week to hear what I've had to say, but that looks like all the time we've got for this episode. You can stay connected easily on Facebook and Twitter by searching ebone zone on Facebook and official E B Z on Twitter. That's capital O and official capital E B Z. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, go ahead and drop a review. Tell me how I'm doing and subscribe if you can until next time. God bless you. Stay humble and keep an ear out.